Okay, we are live. And it is six o'clock on the dot. <clears throat> Definitely not late because of more technical problems. No, that is totally not what just happened. We're just, we're just anyway. gonna ignore it. We're just gonna ignore it, right? Just like the squid, just move on? All right. Yes, Thank and uh, for those of you that were trying to watch us on YouTube, um, there is a slight possibility. You might not actually be watching us uh, live. You could be after the fact. So we're just going to go ahead and uh, pretend like you're watching us live and say hi. I'm Brad. This is Mike. We're with Dallas Geek. <laughs> and we know what we're doing, we promise. We swear we do. Uh, <laughs> what are we talking about today, Mike? I don't know. I came here straight from work. We're talking about Spider-Man. Uh, okay, I can I can maybe get behind this. What about Spider-Man? Kind of got to talk about who was the best Spider-Man. Who is the best Spider-Man? That's a very good question. Okay. Um, well, I can tell you this. It's not Andrew Garfield. Sorry. Just gonna, uh, for, for, just gonna get out of the line of fire real quick. <laughs> for, for the Andrew Garfield fans out there, uh, there were good things about his movies. I, and we will Don't be talking about Don't lie to the people. But Do not lie to them. For like the that. most part, his movies are kind of um they were the Phantom Menace of Spider-Man. God damn, I don't know if I'd have gone that far. Jeez. <laughs> they were trash. Let's call them what they are. They were trash. Uh, I, really, I liked Emma Stone playing Gwen Stacy. That was a really good. good that was a really good casting choice. She was actually really good. It was the, really the only good casting choice they made. Before we uh, dive too deep into this, for those of you that this is your first opportunity to watch us, um, please don't forget to like on Facebook and like and subscribe on YouTube. Where are the buttons? Uh, down. They're down. Okay. Yes, yeah. down, down, down. Um, and in fact, over here, you should have the little subscribe button just pop up. So that should be real easy for you. Uh, but otherwise, if you don't have the time to watch our videos, but you're still interested, we are also on Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Mixer, Google Play Store, and iTunes. Are we on LimeWire? Is that still a thing? Eh. Are we on MySpace? No, 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 no. That's way too much effort. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, Just saying, Taylor Swift, still, Taylor Swift still has a MySpace. Well, that's fan-friggin-tastic for her. Just saying, if she's still doing it, maybe we should jump back on that train. I'm not sure that's really the barometer you want to judge us by. What, Taylor Swift? Yes. Why? It's way too high of a standard. It's yeah, yeah, <laughs> way true. too high. <laughs> that's very fair. Um, anyway, uh, so, Spider-Man, who was the best? We're going to try to go in chronological order. So, uh, we have to start... Back in the late 70s, I actually think it was uh, 78, with one of my favorites. That's Spider-Man and his amazing friends? Oh no, 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 no. For all the weebs out there, Supida-Man. Otherwise known to the American audience as the Japanese Spider-Man. Did you really just say weebs? Oh yes. It's about as appropriate of a term as we're ever going to have. I'm going home. <laughs> I'm leaving. You can do this on your own. <laughs> Supida-Man was... I can't take you seriously saying that. Fine. Japanese Spider-Man. Thank you. What? Well, no, that just sounds racist. 
<laughs> to be fair, is accurate. Um, it was a one season long licensing deal that Marvel made with Toei, and they decided to try to bring Spider-Man to life. We'll call it a loose interpretation. Uh, <laughs> what you had of Spider-Man was he had web powers and he had the Spider-Man costume. It's about where it started and stopped. Let me be honest with you, I never saw it. I've only seen like GIFs and like clips and memes. <laughs> I've rest, never seen the show. The rest of the story? I've never seen anything. A cra aliens that crash landed on Earth from the planet Spider, if I remember correctly. Why are we talking about not this? A, not a dead uncle, but a dead father who sent him off on a blood vendetta to murder his enemies. So it's the Bushido Code Samurai. Yes. Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> it, his webbing was... Well, I mean, the kind of special effects webbing that you expect from... Uh, God, the I thought you were going to go somewhere totally different with that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, different Spider-Man. Uh, so many it, it things was, that I could say right now that would just get us hit by the PC police. Fat so white ropes that he just threw at his enemies and yanked them uh, down. Well, yeah, I mean, when I think of web shooters, I think of that. He had a giant robot that he jumped in and rode. Of he did. <laughs> I mean, we're talking proper Voltron robot. Of course he did. Why wouldn't he? And overall, the aesthetics were Spider-Man if... Power Rangers got a hold of the licensing first. Because that's what I think of when I think of Spider-Man. That was Supida-Man. It was amazing, and if you've never seen it before, but you want to get a quick, just, summary, Honest Trailers had one of the best, just, overviews of it you'll ever have. It'll save you some time if you don't want to watch the full thing, but I can promise you, if you don't finish watching the Honest Trailer for Spider-Man? Stop saying that! Spider-Man? I don't know if that's better! <laughs> if you don't walk away from that wanting to at least just check out an episode just to see how batshit that thing was... Um, Can you say that? Eh. You get to curse, but I don't. I mean, to be fair, you already did earlier. When? You, you, you said same thing. What did I say? At the very beginning. No, I did A little bit. What the hell is happening? <laughs> but no, if you don't walk away from watching the Honest Trailer for it and want to at least watch one episode just to see it, uh, there's something wrong with you. Because it is amazing. It's cheesy as hell. It, I mean, it is dumb, but in the best ways. So. Sounds like, uh, sounds like a real winner, Brad. It is, honestly. Uh, like I said, it's one of my favorites because it's just so out there. Sure. But then, good talk. at the same time, there was actually another live-action attempt around the same time in America that was just eh. I mean, it was, it was about on par with all of Marvel's other live-action attempts back in the late 70s uh, for any kind of TV show uh, that wasn't Hulk. I have to preface that that wasn't Hulk, because Hulk was actually decent. It was cheesy as hell, but it was decent. It didn't uh, have the best closing theme to any show, like, ever. 
<laughs> yes, it the did. sad piano walking away as he's hitchhiking from town to town. <laughs> Kyla says that Raz is going to get jealous. Can yeah. I throw the finger on a live stream? No, because I can't blur it out. Hey, it looks like we may actually be live on Face uh, on YouTube. Oh, no, but just crashed. For all of y'all watching on Facebook, hi, uh, Kyla, Jody, and uh, Anna. Hello. Who's that guy at the top? That guy's probably really cool. No, uh, I don't know. That's a good question. No. Kind of a dumb name, though. Yeah. Anyway, so. Not as bad as Brad. <laughs> let's get past the uh, the 70s attempts at live action. Please. And move on to, well, actually, let's go ahead and move on to the thing that actually set the tone for the future live action movies. The animated shows uh, really quickly there was spider-man and his amazing friends which was, was like the whatever 60s i think right well, it was whatever i mean it was it's about ever ago it honestly me. i always thought it was on par uh quality wise with like the first season of scooby-doo um, all right you can shut your damn mouth because the first season and every season of scooby-doo is absolutely amazing the only good thing we got from spider-man and his amazing friends is the great spider-man meme <laughs> So, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> so here's the thing uh, to me. Um, I thought that Scooby-Doo got better with every single season. Uh, I thought Amazing Spider-Man... Right, it did, but the first season is still amazing. <laughs> oh, no, it was. Period, end of discussion. I actually really enjoyed Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends. I, I thought it was cheesy, but I thought it was amazing. So when was it? Uh, that's a great question, because it's not telling me. You don't want to go to just IMDb and check uh, it out? That makes way too much sense. Okay, well, while Mike figures that out, then you had the 90s uh, Spider-Man the Animated Show. And I think we may or may not have just frozen on YouTube. Uh, not YouTube. Uh, Facebook. It's a little hard to tell. Uh, but we'll go forward with it. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to go ahead and hope that we're still live and uh, run with it. Fingers crossed, question mark. So, hey, we're moving again. And more or less. Oh, we're moving again. And we froze again. <laughs> Are we just going to keep going back and forth? Moving this again. Froze again. No, we're still moving. We're still moving. Oh, no, yeah, we're still moving. No, we're not. We're back. Nah. Okay, let's get back on. Yes, anyway, so. Um, Screw like, it. I say we just go. So, uh, the animated Spider Man show in the 90s was amazing. It was fantastic, it and was, honestly, that kind of set the tone for, I think, Sam Raimi to even have a shot at doing this. Yeah, I, I don't know if it set the tone. We were bound to get a live-action big-screen adaptation by Spider-Man or of Spider-Man at some point. Maybe, but I think it also really showed that there was public affection for sure. yeah, seeing yeah. him on yeah, the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely think I, de I definitely think you're right there. Um, hi, Clay. Wait a minute, you're at work. Why the hell are you watching this? Get back to work. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. Um, what were we talking about before I... Spider-Man, the yeah. animated TV show. Yeah, no. The, the animated TV show really set the tone. It was also kind of... It was a lot of first people's introduction to the character in terms of, like, actually in a live-action setting. Yeah. Because a lot of people missed out on Spider-Man and his amazing friends, and they missed out on mm -hmm. whatever the hell you were talking about at the very beginning. I'm not even going to try to say that. I'm just going to move forward. That's fair enough. Um... But the storylines in it were fantastic. 
Um, the character development was actually really good for a 90s cartoon. Uh, and it, I mean, it also helped that the Batman the Animated Series was running at the same time. Yeah, and that which had really, really kind of set like well, it set it also set like the standard for like, hey, you can make a cartoon and have it actually have some deep and meaningful storylines and some character development, and you can bring in some more. Well, that and X Men the Animated Show, right? Like those two really re-sparked uh, the love of superheroes in our ge uh, generation, right? And showed that you could tell good stories, right? And you know, prove to Fox that hey, something like Spider-Man can be redone properly. Sony. Oh no, wait. Yeah, it was Fox. It, it was TV. Fox was broadcast. It? Right, it was. Ha ha ha. Damn it. I know my TV shows. Yeah. Maybe Fox Kids. Yeah. Anyway. Um. But yeah, plus the the fact that we got we got reoccurring storylines. It wasn't a monster of the week. It wasn't a villain of the week. You actually had storylines that ran for like half a season. You actually had main villains for an entire season. Mm -hmm. um, you actually had some storylines that were like you had the Clone Saga, which I mean, for anybody that actually read the Clone Saga, there's no reason why anybody should have expected to see that come no. to life. Like that is one of the more out their stories from Spider-Man. Yeah, you had, so that, you had them go yeah. through his whole transformation into the giant spider Spider-Man. You had him go and visit the X-Men and they did crossover episodes where he was trying to have Xavier cure him of his mutinism. Don't forget the full uh, vampire storyline yeah. with Morbius. Yeah. Uh, the Kraven the Hunter storyline, Kraven's Hunt, where he goes after Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, they did a lot of awesome stuff. And we got to see multiple romances in the show, not just the one back and forth with Mary, Mary Jane. Jane. We actually got to see Felicia, Hardy, Felicia a, yep. aka Black Cat. Uh, we got to see um, even Liz yep. uh, at one point. Um, we, we got a diversity of stories yep. from the comics that just... There was no reason for any of us to expect that that was even... No. Going to be greenlit. No. Like the fact that it made it past one season, let alone that they made it past one season and did so many of those stories. Yeah. That was absurd and amazing. It was fantastic. Yeah. So. But, yeah, that was my first real kind of fall in love with the character. So. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I had. <laughs> I had known about Spider-Man before. Like I had seen some of the comics. Yeah, I had yeah. seen. Uh, I actually saw uh, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends before I saw uh, the '90s cartoon. Oh, you um, poor, poor bastard. I'm like, sorry. I knew about him. I was never terribly. The bar was set so low. For it was, start. and I, I was never really thrilled about him. I just, he was cool. He was okay. And then I saw the uh, the cartoon. You saw a good portrayal of the character. Yeah, and it <laughs> it was a whole new experience. Not uh, what, what was it, Weeb Spider Man, as you called it? No, Spider Man Four Weeds. That's right. That's right. By the way, I I wasn't introduced to that one until college. <laughs> Sounds like you did some uh, quite a bit of experimenting in college there. The internet's an amazing place. Is it? Sometimes. Is it really? Sometimes. Maybe like 2% of the time. I said sometimes. I'm, I'm willing to give wiggle room. It's a hell of a lot of wiggle room. You Good have to with the internet. <laughs> it depends on what your definition of wiggle room in the internet is. Well... 
Moving right along. <laughs> All right, kids, we're just going to go ahead and roll these windows up, lock the doors, and drive through this neighborhood. Jesus. Anyway. It's a red light? No, 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 we're running it. <laughs> anyway. Um... So yeah, no, the animated show really, uh, along with all the other Marvel animated shows, created a precedent that showed studios that w once our generation got to a certain age, we would be ready for live action because we were literally brought up on these superheroes. So there was a shot that they could get money, yeah. at the very least, because we were acquainted with characters right. and they could at least trust that some of those TV viewers would beg their parents to take them to the movies. Yeah. And in the end, when they actually put out a good product, that just went above and beyond. Yeah. Um, now, I'm trying to remember, was the first X-Men, did that come out before Spider-Man? 2000. Okay. So, X-Men, obviously, uh, the live action set the tone of the comic book movie, then Sam Raimi came in with Spider-Man and proved that you could do it well. Um, not that the there's first X-Men was good. There's a lot of people just... that would argue that X-Men, Brian Singer's first X-Men film is like a seminal film. Oh, in, the, in terms of comics. And, and that's like, the thing. There are people I, I that would still argue, argue that. that it's the best film in the X-Men franchise. Now, that I would argue with. Um, I would say it's a seminal well, I, piece within the genre. But in terms of how it stacks up overall, I think that Spider-Man outdid it. And I think that even within its own franchise, um, Brian Singer outdid himself when he came back oh, for to two? the franchise. Yeah. No, not, not with uh, two. With, oh, um, Days of Future Past? Yeah. Yeah, actually. Uh, I mean, even well, I mean, first even, class. Even in two. Well, that like, was Master Bond. But, uh, he co-wrote the script. Yeah, he co-wrote. So, uh, but yeah, no, Days of Future Past absolutely uh, outdid, uh, in my opinion, the original. But that's also because they had a more cohesive idea of what they could do. Well, with and it. they did something, and they pulled it off. They took the two casts and brought them into one storyline. Yeah, but Spider-Man, Sam Raimi, ha, huh. we're not worthy. No, we're not worthy. We're not worthy. Sam Raimi, thank you. Yeah. Seriously, I, I, I genuinely like, believe I if still Sam Raimi argue, didn't get in, the MCU would have never had a shot. I still argue to this day that if Sam Raimi's Spider-Man hadn't been successful, and if Spider-Man 2 hadn't been as well received, both uh, commercially and critically, that Christopher Nolan doesn't get to make his Dark Knight trilogy. I argue that if Sam Raimi hadn't gotten a hold of Spider-Man and proven that he could do it well, the MCU would have never existed. Uh, Iron Man would have never had a shot because they would have lost faith in most of the Marvel franchises. Yeah. Uh, comic book movies overall would have severely suffered. Right. Like, X-Men said that it could be done, and here's the template. Spider-Man took that, ran with it, and just hit a home run. Yeah. Like, that... Spider-Man was the linchpin that caused comic book movies well, to have a... to have a chance at being taken seriously by studios. Spider-Man 2 was. Not only did it solidify that you could have a movie that was a comic book movie be commercially successful and critically successful, mm. because I still to this day don't remember many people, like when the reviews were hitting back in the day, I don't remember meeting, meeting reading any bad reviews for Spider-Man 2. Like, com like mm. critically that is considered, like the reviews that that film got, like I literally saw like this is the perfect summer movie, all of the, the yeah. generic stuff. Yeah. 
But it was also the film that showed that like, you could have a comic book movie and it could be super serious and you could have genuine pathos and you can actually take a hero through like the trials and tribulations of not always winning and actually kicking him while he's down and treating him like crap literally three-fourths of the movie. Yeah. And then when you get to the third act and he finally goes up against the villain like, dude, like that was that was the first movie that I saw a midnight showing of. Was it? It was Spider-Man 2. And like there were people cheering in the theater. Hmm. And like throwing like like popcorn up in the air like the train scene we hadn't seen anything still, like it and that's we, still one of the best that's one of the best like that's one of the best scenes in any comic book movie like period so i will say that the mcu has had better choreographed scenes but only because they had more tools to play with and they had bigger scale to play with if you go for a one-to-one -one comparison of another scene of the same scale the then, MCU like, also has remember, a hard time keeping up because a, a fight scene of that scale, the choreography was so tight. And then remember, it was so well done. This happened in 2004. Yeah, I mean, it was just like Spider-Man Two done was so well. It was Spider-Man Two. You could argue was so far ahead of its time. Oh, very much, especially in storyline. Yeah, especially in story. Like, especially in like, oh, we're actually going to take a comic book movie, and it's not going to be all roses and puppy dogs and and happily ever after and everything like that. Yeah. But and it helps the fact helps that they got the perfect director to do it for crying out loud. Yeah, I mean, if um, you were ever going to have somebody that could take something as honestly ridiculous as a as Spider-Man, uh, not even just super as Spider-Man, and make people care, Sam Raimi was the guy that already proved that he could do it because he did it multiple times with uh, the Evil Dead. And that is a franchise that there is no reason why no. you should take it seriously no, God, no. or really feel connected to it, and yet you did every time. But I mean, the the well, the real the real crux of this video is the portrayal of Spider-Man. Yeah, and in and terms we of get the to our first live action big screen. Yeah, I mean, the voice actors that were Spider-Man before. Uh, for the animated stuff, they were good, and uh, I mean, honestly, I would say that the voice actor from the 90s animated series put more heart and soul into his character than a lot of other voice actors at the time. Absolutely. Um, but, but this was the Toby, first... Toby had a very specific connection with like, the character. I was about to say, for, so like for a lot of people, this is their Spider-Man, a la, people will say that Michael Keaton is their Batman. Or, no, still, no for me. Kevin Conroy will always be my Batman. Well, uh, okay. Uh, 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 Michael Keaton's my live-action Batman. He's not even my live-action Batman. Kevin Conroy is my Batman. No. Keaton can suck it. But you know how I feel about the Tim Burton Batmans. That's I do. That's a discussion for another day. I still disagree. Mm -hmm. That's a discussion for another day. Anyway. But this was, like, this was literally the... This was the first portrayal of an in the real world Spider-Man yeah. for a lot of people because the last time we saw it was what, the 70s or the 80s yeah. TV show? So we went like an entire generation without seeing it. Um, Blade did come first, mm. but it wasn't as commercially successful as X-Men. And Blade, while Wesley Snipes was probably one of the best characters or actors to be able to play that character, there was still something lacking in the, the, the love of the creation yeah. that Spider-Man had. But, so to give you an idea, so for me it was, 
I, I still to this day will argue that Toby is the best Spider-Man. He is the best combination of Peter Parker and Spider-Man. I will see, uh, I will argue that he was the best Peter Parker. Parker right. I don't necessarily argue uh, say that he's the best Spider-Man. I think in terms of Spider-Man and Spider-Man's swagger from the comics, Holland. I think Holland pulls that off better. Um, but I will say in terms of Peter Parker, I think Toby found his that inner kind Peter so much better than even Tom Holland has. Yeah. I, I think he understands that now we're yeah, gonna that aw shucks. Yeah, the aw uh, shucks. Peter Parker. Yeah. He, he understood that better than anybody. And not just that, but like the interactions between like I, I like Marissa Tomei, she's awesome. I've liked the interaction between her but. and Holland so far. But like Rosemary Harris is mm -hmm. Aunt May. And like you go like, back and you watch those scenes in Iron Man bit Two, of her, she was or Spider Man Two rather. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, her her Spider Man Two. The whole oh speech that she gosh. gives him while she's moving or whatever. Like I went back and rewatched Spider Man Two a couple days ago. Just like I was like in tears. She got it. She understood who Aunt May was supposed to be. She understood everything about that character yeah. in a way that honestly, the only other person that I feel like has understood the gravity of a supporting character for a superhero film any better was um the guy that plays alfred from uh michael, michael kane michael kane yeah uh no uh from the michael keaton oh no i think kane was better really yeah i think kane was a good um i think he was a good alfred but I think that if you want to really understand the way that Alfred was from the comics, Michael Goff, yeah. I think he embodied Alfred better than anybody else. But I, I think he, he yeah. felt more like the comics Alfred, even the modern Alfred in just that fatherly persona, I think he understood that better than anybody. Well, I think, yeah. And that's, uh, and that's why I, I think Rosemary was the same thing for oh, absolutely. Uh, Aunt May. She understood. She was the moral the compass. She was the absolutely that, uh, that that parental role. And that goes back to Raimi understanding the character so much that he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm gonna keep kicking him while he's down, and it's gonna be scene after scene after scene of him just getting crapped all over, and then he's gonna have the one speech that kind of rallies him and gets him back up on his feet. And I disagree with you about uh, him being the best Spider-Man. You're at work, I don't care. Get back to work. Ah. You better unlike that, I swear to God, if you don't unlike that. <laughs> I will cut your hand off. And it you won't be with a lightsaber. You can't make me. <laughs> Use your keys. Um, but, so, anyway. uh, but yeah, so Raimi really did a fantastic job of capturing what made the character so good. Made him very relatable, made him that kind of, like you said, like the aw shucks, like I'm just a guy trying to do the best that he can and like I'm trying to do what's right and everything like that. Yeah. Um, and really brought that to life. Yeah. No, I, I now with totally the agree. with the Spider-Man, he did he did downplay the he downplayed the very snarky, very kind of sarcasticness when he's under the mask. Which is where I think that he falls short as Spider-Man because there was always an ego that Spider-Man had that was part of why 
that alter ego of his was so I, yeah. different yeah, than Ian yeah, yeah, yeah. no, Why there was nobody in his life that believed that they were ever uh, the same person. I don't disagree, but I think he downplayed it so much because he was carrying what was going on in Peter Parker's life into Spider-Man. And while I understand that from a dramatic standpoint, part of the dichotomy of Spider-Man was that the, right? yeah. the just innate separation that he had uh, the second he put on the mask from his right. normal life right. and how he was able to literally detach, for the most part, yeah. from his personal life and could lean into all of those I mean, honestly, bad habits that he tried so hard not to indulge as Peter. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I agree. And, and kind of be a bit of a douche. Um, well, at and times. that's I think I mean, and that was well, we did get he to see let that. himself do that. We did get to see that. We saw it in Spider-Man Three. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. We saw it in Spider-Man Three. You can argue all you want, but we absolutely saw it in Spider-Man Three. No, we saw. We saw what a nerd's interpretation of what a cocky douche is supposed to be. That was never Peter. Peter Parker understood how to be a bit of an obnoxious douche correctly without being Flash Thompson. Like, he understood that it wasn't a caricature of confidence. Sorry, a caricature of overconfidence. Confidence, there you go. It, 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 was, it wasn't that. Which is what we got in Spider-Man 3. So, Which yeah. I still argue was a much better film than it gets credit for. I still say it's bottom of the barrel for Spider-Man. Uh, and I think you're crazy because I think I say The Amazing Spider-Man was better than Spider-Man 3. And I think you're out of your damn mind. So I would say that in terms of live actions, uh, Spider-Man movies, Spider-Man 3 is second to last for me. So no, it, I so put the it. Bottom put it, of the barrel is Amazing Spider-Man two. Then Amazing Spider-Man one. Then Spider-Man three. Nope. Then Amazing Spider-Man. Flip them. Nope. Absolutely. Nope. 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 I. I, I just. I, I cannot, would rather take whiny. I can't do it. I would rather take whiny emo jazz dancing Peter Parker over hipster skateboarding in an alley mouthing off to his girlfriend dad Peter Parker any day of the week. <sighs> So I will say this, Andrew Garfield, under, in the first movie at least, he understood Spider-Man. Okay, that's cool. And he never he never understood Peter Parker. No. Uh, not, not even a little bit. No. But he understood, for the first movie, he understood Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. After that, he stopped caring. Mm -hmm. And he even says that he never really took the role seriously and even less so in the second. Like, yep. he, he's admitted that one. He's owned up to it about as hard as George Clooney's owned up to Batman and Robin. Uh, Did he own up to it as hard as Joel Schumacher admitted owned up to Batman? I don't think anybody's owned up as hard as <laughs> Schumacher did. Uh, <laughs> director's commentary for that movie was literally 98 minutes of apologies. <laughs> what? Okay, that, that, uh, sidebar, if you guys want to just have fun... And you have nothing better to do. Go get, uh, go get the, uh, the DVD or Blu-ray if they even have a Blu-ray for Batman and Robin, and just watch, watch it with director commentary. commentary. It is literally Joel Schumacher. Like, well, we did this because I thought it'd be really fun. It's amazing to watch. Sorry, <laughs> especially if you're drinking. 
Because then you start to sympathize you with no, You need to turn it into a drinking game. Every time he says they were trying to sell toys, do something <laughs> funny, be lighthearted, or apologize, you take a drink and you will die of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> that may actually be more dangerous than uh, playing the, uh, the Stephen King drinking can, game. Can we do that for a live stream? Can we do that? Did I just... Oh my god. Can we please? Can we please? Seriously, that, please? that may legitimately be more dangerous than the Stephen King drinking game, which I swear has an unofficial uh, Surgeon General's warning not to do. Oh, it's 7 o'clock. We need to speed this up. Yes, it is. Yeah, um, I got somewhere to be. We, we started late, so we need to hurry up. So, anyway, uh, let's go ahead and just say... Um, so, the Garfield... Andrew Garfield, The Amazing Spider-Man... We'll both pretend like number two never happened because I think even the director didn't remember that he was doing a Spider-Man movie. Um, it was really dope to see that uh, super slow-mo uh, every time Electro showed up and then we got hardcore EDM music for every fight. That was pretty cool. Right? Because that's what the kids like, right? Oh, you're forgetting the other half of the movie. The half of the movie that was setting up some weird... A uh, super spy subplot oh, yeah, for with Peter Parker's parents, and then what? And then uh, the whole Felicia Hardy is uh, uh, Harry Osborn's secretary. I mean, and I would have actually been okay seeing um, what's her name uh, that played Felicia. I don't even remember. Um, because she was in it for like all of ten minutes of that. She played Jen Erso. What? Rogue One. Same girl. No. Yes. That was not Felicity Jones. Yes, that was Felicity Jones. No, it was not. Tell me it was. I'll pull it up no, just it to wasn't. prove my point. But I would have been perfectly happy seeing her as just Felicia Hardy, and that would have been that great. Felicia Jones? Yeah. I would have been perfectly happy uh, seeing her as Felicia Hardy just... Was that really Felicity in, Jones? In any other role, uh, in any other version of... Spider-Man. I would have no way that I was her. been fine seeing her as that because I think she could have pulled it off. Really? But holy ha -ha. shit, <laughs> that blows my mind. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and, but, then she, and then she goes into the theory of everything and gets her Academy Award nomination. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I just they underutilized that blows her. Blows my damn mind. They, oh under, my God. they underutilized her. They underutilized Emma Stone. They underutilized. Um, they didn't underutilize Emma Stone in the first one. No, but they did in the second, second one. Oh, dear well, lord. They couldn't figure out what they were they trying to do. They underutilized Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx can actually act. And we were given this. Well, like, so... What? So, Amazing Spider-Man 1 ends with him telling Gwen Stacy that he's gonna not break the promise that... Or he's gonna break the promise that he made to her dad. He's gonna keep dating her. And then, like, six months later at graduation, he sees her dad's ghost, and he's like, nope, yep, gotta stay away from you. <laughs> what? I'm sorry, Mark Webb, I know that you like to do these weird, dramatic uh, shifts for your movies. You do know that that's not what Spider-Man is, right? Like, oh, God. That, that's not Spider-Man. I'm done with this. I'm done with this topic. Let's move anyway, to the next. Anyway, the last live-action version of Spider-Man we actually got introduced to in Captain America Civil War... And that was Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, uh, I love him. I think He's great. He's I think really good. He, he has found the perfect balance between Peter Parker and Spider-Man. I agree. I think that he understands both of them. He may not be the perfect 
Peter per se, I'd say he's 70% Peter, 100% I think they're going for, it seems like they're going more for the Ultimate Comics portrayal. It, well, even then, from what I've understood from some of the early reviews of Far From Home, uh, what we are supposed to be seeing in Far From Home is a development of him into Spider-Man. Like, Not Spider-Boy. Like, we, uh, in the previous movies, we've seen him try to figure out what it means to be Spider-Man, and from what I've heard from early reviews of Far From Home, that is the movie where we see the most development of him as, understanding as a, his role as the superhero Spider-Man, and well, what yeah, that actually Well, yeah, I mean, after means. the events of Endgame. But, but more than, like, I've heard that that's, like, character-wise, we see him really grow into the Peter Parker and Spider-Man that we are familiar with from the comics. Like, this is the movie that builds him up towards that so that we can expect that Spider-Man 3, he'll probably be Spider-Man proper. Like, that we expect. I think he's doing a good job right now. Oh, I, he absolutely is. But I am happy to see his continued development. Yeah, like, I, think, that I, think they're doing, I think they're knocking it out of the park right now. Yeah. Like, the, the first one was really good. Yeah. Excuse me. The first one being Homecoming. We've got Far From Homecoming now. Um... The portrayal of Far him... Far From Home and Homecoming. He said Far From Homecoming. No. Well, you had Homecoming first, now yes. we've got Far From Home. Yes, which... Um, Homecoming was amazing. Yes. I mean, you want to talk about a movie that figured out how to fix the Marvel well, and then villain it, and problem? It also, well, and then it also... <laughs> they don't really have a villain problem. No, but I, I, I will say that Michael Keaton was probably the most well-developed villain that they had other than Loki. Thanos. Prior to Thanos. Okay. Prior to Thanos, Michael Keaton's Vulture was uh, the second most well-developed villain. Sorry, maybe even the most well-developed villain within the context of a single movie. It's possible. Like, but I will say it that... It was amazing. Oh, excuse me. I liked the fact that we got a Peter Parker in the first one, the first one being Homecoming. I keep saying the first one. We got a Peter Parker in Homecoming. The that first was, of these. He was still trying to figure out the whole superhero thing yeah like so much so that tony stark basically is like yeah no you don't get to be a superhero anymore like give me your give me your crap yeah and like it, that's and great then it's him like it's literally him just like trying to prove that he can hang with everybody else yeah like calling happy hogan like what else do you want me to do i can do this i can do that constantly like, searching for approval yeah constantly searching for approval but also constantly trying to do more mondo wants to see the emo dance again Actually, I, I'll be honest, I would be okay seeing the emo dance from, from Tom, Tom Holland, Holland cause that, be that boy can actually now, dance. Now, see Billy Elliot do the Peter Parker emo would dance would be amazing. Now, I want to finish on this before we finish up. Because yes. I do have to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if, since we already got into the Spider-Verse, which I still haven't seen. I need to. Oh, I God, need fantastic. to. Sorry we didn't mention that so earlier. Good. We probably should have, but, uh, from what I understand, because you've seen fantastic, it, fantastic, dude, awesome, so good. awesome version of Spider-Man. You heard oh, that, versions of yes. Spider-Man. You heard that Tom Holland wants to do a live action into the Spider-Verse with all of them. I would be okay with that. Like, like, what do I have to do to make this happen? I'd be okay with that. Like, uh, uh, like if this happens. Well, so in that I can die happy. That's the thing. If Marvel really is pushing towards the multiverse and adding that in, uh, well, 
still don't know. Well, maybe, maybe not for Far From Home, but at the very least, we were already introduced to the, uh, the multiverse in Endgame. Right, well, and they and they alluded to it in Doctor Strange. And, and yeah, so yeah. the fact, if they're going to continue to push towards that, which a lot of fan theories say that that's probably how we're going to be getting uh, the other Fox uh, Marvel characters right. is through the multiverse. But the Quentin Beck isn't actually from another. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if that is I the just direction, I really want to see Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. Well, I can't wait for if, this. If that is really the direction that they're going to be going uh, with the MCU, mm. then we possibly could see uh, the Spider Verse storyline on the big screen live action because. Tom Holland is young enough, he could continue doing Spider-Man until he For really is yeah. Spider-Man. Well, I don't know if he's as young as we all think he is. He's young enough that he could still keep going another 10 years and still be within a proper age range for the character. Yeah. yeah. Like he, could go, he could be Spider-Man for another 10 years, or even 15, honestly, and still be in the right age range I'm saying he looks if like he wanted he, to. He looks like he's 12, so... Yeah. Wait. What's on Netflix? Into the Spider-Verse. What? No. I think so. What? How is this the first time I'm hearing about this? I thought it was. Seriously. I thought I kept up to date on that stuff. Uh, you gotta sign in before you can even search. Yeah, no, no I'll, I'll, I'll check later. But uh, Mondo, seriously, if that's true, um, you're awesome. Thank you. <laughs> uh, anyway, um... Yeah, out now on Netflix. Oh my gosh. Boom. There you go. There's your uh, homework for the night. Yes, please. Anyway, but yes, so really, really quickly, uh, how would we rank the Spider-Man? Garfield was trash. And he's, the Amazing Spider-Man was trash. He's uh, So Garfield's bottom of the barrel. Absolutely. Period. I'd say after Garfield, as much as I loved it, Spider-Man comes in uh, next. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that one. <laughs> he, uh, he comes in next. Uh, then, I gotta say, ah, oh, man, this hurts. In terms of... I'm gonna do it. Toby, animated, Holland. Toby's number one for me. Holland's number one for me, I and, and uh, the voice actor for the animated is number two. Uh, only because the voice actor for the animated had a proper balance of both Peter and Spider-Man. I have to give it to Toby. I have to. Toby Maguire is my Spider-Man. Really? Toby Maguire is my Spider-Man. Uh, animated, Christopher Daniel Barnes. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna put him, uh, he's my number two, and uh, Tom's my number one. I gotta give it to Toby. Toby's but number it, one. if the animated was out, Toby would be two. Um, and I, like I said, the only reason why I'm putting Toby down below Tom is because Tom has both sides of the character down, and Toby was lacking as Spider-Man, in my opinion. Like, I, and when I say lacking, I say... He's 60 to 70% Spider-Man, like from the comic Spider-Man. Whereas Tom is like 95 to 100% comic Spider-Man and 70% Peter. 
Like, I just keep going back to Spider-Man 2 and all of those scenes where he's like... No, if I, if I, if I had to rank the movies, oh, yeah. Spider-Man 2 is number one for me. Oh, yeah. Without question. Maybe Far From Home is going to change my mind, but for the movies... Spider-Man 2 is well, like, at the I just top keep of my going list to that every and, like time. some of those scenes I'm just like nobody else could do this but no. Toby. No, and he couldn't. No, and that's the thing. Which is so funny because speaking of Jake Gyllenhaal, there was a chance that Jake Gyllenhaal that's would right. have he been was originally Spider-Man to replace him in Spider-Man 2 after he uh, jacked his back up filming Seabiscuit. Yep. That was a thing. We could have had Toby uh, we could have had Jake Gyllenhaal Which is why if anybody if anybody's seen Entourage the joke that Gyllenhaal replaced Vinny Chase as Aquaman in Aquaman 2. Which, honestly, I'm just glad to be able to see Gyllenhaal uh, in the Spider-Man universe, finally. Like, that is just, uh, that's a long time coming. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, with that, um, we have our rankings. Mm hmm We'll disagree on this one, but I mean, honestly, we're not disagreeing by too much. No, because your number two was Tom anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, was it Tom or was it no, uh, the animated? That's Tom. So animated number three. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. No. Well, uh, yeah. So, with that, if you've hung with us this long, uh, thank you. You guys are freaking awesome. You're better people than me because I phoned it in a long time. Wait, what? <laughs> Anyway, moving um, right along. But yeah, so uh, once again, thank you guys so much for uh, sticking around. Um, like thank you we for interacting in the comments, except you, Clay. Get your ass back to work. Like we said at the top of the video, if this is your first time watching one of our videos, seriously, thank you. Uh, this was uh, Wait, a very over, interesting it, first choice. It's over here, or it's so, the, like, the like button? Face, if you're watching this on Facebook, uh, like is top of the page oh up here so go here if you're watching this on YouTube uh, like and subscriber down here okay. or if you want uh, the on screen subscribe that is right here down here uh, here ha right here okay so please subscribe we would love to have you see the rest of our stuff and once again if you like our stuff but don't always have time to be able to watch the videos Every one of our interviews um, and live streams come up as podcasts on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Play, and um, MySpace, Tinder, Bumble, Stitcher. wait, what? And Stitcher. Um, Not Tinder. No. Okay. No. Are we sure? I mean, you may be, but... No? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got nothing. Are we sure? Yes. Positive. That should be it. But if you don't know for sure on YouTube, go down to the bottom of the description. All the links are there. Uh, so you can go and easily uh, find and uh, follow us on any of those as well. So you can get our latest updates for the audio of the show. Um, and someday we will actually have a dedicated podcast that you won't get video for. Because, you know, we got to show some love to the couple of people that actually listen to us. Apparently. Oh, cool. Yeah. I should probably, like, I don't know. Maybe Actually shout them listen out to or us something. too. Yeah. No, no. I was gonna... <laughs> Just sign off, Brad. On that note, um, thank you guys, as always. So, once again, this is Brad and Mike from Dallas Geeks saying.
Oh, uh, uh, wait! Why did you just grab my inner thigh? What the hell's happening? Our next live stream. Ah, yes! Don't miss our next live stream. We will be going live on July 4th. One way or another, we will not have technical difficulties. I will make sure that happens. Can we tell them what we're doing? We're going to be having our big review for Magic Mike. Wait a minute. What? No, that's not right. XXL. No, uh, I, I'll, I'll tell that, that wasn't the official movie, though. That, oh, that, that, was, that, was, that was the other version. So then what was I doing at that casting hall? Clearly getting taken advantage of. Oh, God. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus, you actually grappling. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Moving right along, because this is just getting really weird. Uh, uh, yeah. So we will be doing our live review of Spider-Man for Home. We're gonna see it that morning or afternoon, depending on what time I feel like waking up. Morning. I'm getting your ass up. God damn it's fine. You better put coffee in me. <laughs> you know. Oh. <laughs> family friendly. <laughs> Sorry. Family friendly. Uh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> On that note, oh, please, um, please end this, please. <laughs> <laughs> Come back to. <laughs> I can't even say that. Watch us on uh, Thursday. Watch us on the fourth. After we watch Spider-Man, it'll be awesome. Yeah. <laughs>